0: This season of the Arts Explanatory Comma podcast is brought to you in part by the City of Houston and Houston Arts Alliance. Houston Arts Alliance is a local arts and culture organization whose principal work is to implement the City of Houston's vision, values and goals for its art grant making and civic art investments. HAA's work is conducted through contracts with the City of Houston, overseen by the Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. HAA also executes privately funded special projects to meet the needs of the arts community, such as disaster preparation, research on the state of the arts in Houston and temporary public art projects that energize neighborhoods. In short, HAA helps artists and arts nonprofits be bold, productive and strong. We want to say thank you to Houston Arts Alliance and the city of Houston for your support of our little podcast. Now, let's get to it. Hey, just a quick heads up, this podcast may contain some adult language and adult themes, so if you got kids around, tell them earmuffs. If you're at work, put your headphones on. Just make sure you're not about to get in trouble for listening to this. Also, remember that it is all in artistic context. We're not just out here talking crazy for no reason. All the time, anyway. Um, but stay tuned.
1: <laughs> oh, but, shit, so <laughs> in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might whisper this whole interview.
2: There's a mar- we have funny. to monetize that because there's a market for folks <laughs> whispering. That's be
3: hilarious. like a male
2: Eartha kit
3: mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me stop playing <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to say. Since like, her name's
0: <laughs> so old, would you, would the male Eartha kit be like Earl Kit? <laughs> Probably Earl. <laughs> like, think about that shit. Like, Earl. Ertha is an old ass name. Probably yeah, it Earl. Is. It's Bertha with no B. It's a creative right, Bertha. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Earl. It would have to be Earl. Earl Kit. Yeah. Cletus Kit. I like <laughs> Earl. Let's <laughs> we'll stick with Earl. <laughs> but nah, I mean, one thing that I've actually started to find is that.
1: Are we recording?
0: We are recording, but it's just I cut out shit, yeah.
1: Okay, because I think I, I, we need to close that door.
0: I, w- I want you to get comfortable recording, so we record right. a little bit. Um, but not. Nah, one of the things that I found is that, like, the more authentic mm-hmm. I am with people, mm-hmm. the better it serves me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, go and
0: talk your shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> go and talk your shit. At the end of the day, you have to still be human, you know? Oh, I, I, Absolutely. just because something has always been done a certain way doesn't mean that you have to do it that way. And, oh, absolutely. And, you know, um and I think that applies to pretty much everything in life. Listen, I saw a tweet. And and that's that's what I'm doing here mm-hmm. cuz I mean, like I said, I I don't want this to be a tight-lipped, tight ass <laughs> you know, cold. Yeah. Space. Yeah. I, and I it mean, shouldn't be. I I I want people to I almost feel at home when they come in here. Yeah.
0: The voice that you have heard that is not mine and Raquel's is Mr. Kevin Watson, owner and gallerist of Winston Contemporary Art um, in Rice Village area, whatever you want to call it. I don't this know. This is Rice Village. Rice yeah, Village. but names Rice change you. so often. Yeah. Like, And then this area has like five different names, so mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, but we are actually here today in Winston uh, to talk to Kevin about his journey um, into uh, gallery ownership, how and why. I yeah, the why. Because <laughs> it's a great place to be, but it's also a hell of a place to be. Right. <laughs> and unfortunately. Google doesn't give us a lot of information on Kevin. Mm-hmm. So we don't let Kevin tell us about himself today.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Before you, you rattle off your bio, the way we always, what is it prep or prime, mm-hmm. is what is your earliest memory of art?
1: Um, I had a friend. I've known him since kindergarten. And he could really, really draw. I mean, really really at five years old Mm. really really draw um i remember uh in second grade i remember him missing school one day coming back the next day and telling us that he went to a museum his parents took him that's why he didn't come to school and and you know as a second grader you know Back then, in my mind, I would draw stuff, but it was nothing close to as good as what he was doing, but at the same time, at seven years old, I'm thinking that's dumb. Why would you skip school to go to a museum mm-hmm. But at the same time, also thinking, this guy might be great one day because of that and And as we got older, you would see his drawing improve and improve, and where it was just effortless for him. Mm -hmm. So um, that is my earliest (coughs) memory of um, admiration, Uh, almost to the point where I was a little jealous Mm -hmm. of him. We lived across the street from each other, and um, I mean, he was not an athlete, so of course I had the upper hand on him (laughs) in that regard. (laughs) But but, I mean, there was no contest when it came to producing art. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, that would be it. His name is Nigel Carrington. Growing up, we called him Dewan, but you know how folks get grown and change the names and get fancy and shit. (laughs) Well, you know, that is his name, but Mm -hmm. Dewan is his middle name, so we always called him Dewan. And then once we graduated high school, he was no longer Dewan, he was Nigel. Okay. When nigga. you first said his name,
0: I was like, "Is he black?" Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Ni- Nigel Carrington. Come on, right. well, there should be a fourth. H- here's to the follow thing. That.
1: Here's the thing. Growing up, his name was Nigel Dewan Abdullah. His parents became Muslim. His father's government name before he changed it was Carrington. Mm-hmm. So. In school, we call him Dewan Abdullah, yeah, but then by the time I guess when it was time to start um registering for college, you know you put that pretty ass name on there, Nigel Carrington. it looks better on your application, and that's what he goes by now, so we just i probably st- sometimes I still call him Dewan or I might call him d, mm-hmm. but you know he's mm-hmm. Nigel now, but he yeah, and um. Yeah, he's he's my earliest memory of of art, uh, admiring art.
2: So as an art admirer, mm. I, I, that word always trips me up. Where did you like? Have you always collected? When did you start collecting?
1: It's relatively new. Um, 2010 or 11. Oh, okay. We went to an art show over at the Design Center over on Woodway, mm-hmm. and there was a a contest um, among the artists, and um, the, the artist who won this contest was David McGee. He's a local artist here in mm-hmm. Houston, and he what, curated the first show here, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and um, what it was, it was a painting that he had done of Chuck D and Flavor Flav. Okay. And he had put his own little spin on it, added his own little personal touches. But at the same time, we're in this white space. And here's Chuck D in Flavor Flav. So of course, you know, that that really drew my attention. It's like, who did this?
3: Mm.
1: Cause part of me is thinking, well, white artist then came in here and <laughs> done some um cultural appropriation mess. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't the case. We ended up meeting him. Mm. And, um, you know, he's represented by Texas Gallery, so from that we would go check out whatever he was doing at Texas Gallery. And um, we would have conversations about art and life in general. Mm. And and we just, we we bonded pretty early on. And, And from there, you know, a friendship grew and uh he ended up he um we had a piece commissioned by him and um that that was really the catalysts of me um becoming more interested uh in in collecting and, and you know, just getting more involved in the art world, meeting other artists uh, a couple of artists out of New Orleans we became friends with and um, you know by, by forming these friendships and you know learning more about art different mediums and you know that 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 whole thing just kind of snowballed well at the same time I, I have was a personal trainer
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um The last few years of me doing that, I started to burn out on it. To the point where I was basically just going through the motions. Hmm. Almost just stealing people's money. (laughs) Been there. You know, um, and and I knew I wanted to get out of it, but I didn't want to go into something where I had a boss. A quote unquote real job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I got into personal training, too, because I didn't have a boss or, you know. And um, I just figured, well, I'm not an artist. There's only so much art that I can buy from a standpoint of money and space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next best option, I felt, was to create a space where you know i could display different artists work and yeah. um yeah that was it and and not only just display art but you know make it a cool space where we have events you know we have um a, a monthly poetry event called pass it on and um you know just different events just just make it make it a fun situation yeah and, and of course art is at the root of it so, yeah. and it's interesting.
0: I actually would like you to talk a little bit about your mission because your mission with this gallery is very similar to the original mission, um, and still the guiding principle um, for our podcast. Mm. Um, and that is to make a space where everyone feels welcome., yeah. where everyone can, you know, understand that they have ad- that they have a value to add but also it's a place for them to receive something so can you talk a little bit more about your mission
1: and 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 that 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 is born out of me wanting this place to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. you know um what do you say a chill space you know (laughs) when you when you come in here i never wanted it to feel like your traditional art gallery, kind of cold, kind of uptight.
2: Was that your experience when you started
3: visiting the other galleries?
1: I don't really know that that was my experience. That was just kind of what I had in my head. Okay. But then talking to certain people in the art world and listening to how they talked, it's like, yeah, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, Because it just seemed like there were a lot of rules and almost to the point where it wasn't enjoyable. Hmm. Rules such
0: as what? What do you mean?
1: Well, like we were talking about earlier, tradition. You know, yeah. there's a certain way that you have to do this. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way that you have to present. You know, there are certain people that you have to know. Yeah. And when, when you meet these people, you have to act a certain way. Just, you know, all of that mm-hmm. shit. Um. <laughs> yeah and and i mean that that was never anything that interests me yeah you know because ultimately it's about the work it's not about all of that other mess that's interesting because usually gallerists
0: gallerists tend to say it's all about the work but it's still about upholding this um,
2: the hierarchy
0: mm not necessarily the hierarchy but the 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 persona that is attributed to galleries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the gallerists right like it's perpetuating that stereotype um even when people are like oh no we're completely different mm-hmm. but i still walk into the spots and don't get talked to mm-hmm. you know
3: what
1: i'm saying like <laughs> yeah and see that's i can't imagine someone coming in here and being made to feel like that by me anyway um you know, I'm the only one here now. We had um a gallery director and an assistant and they are no longer here. It's all good. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I never wanted anyone to come in here and feel yeah. like they weren't welcome or, you know, they had to look a certain way or know certain information. No, you you come in here and you, you, you vibe on what's in here.
2: That's yeah. actually the first time I met Kevin. I was leaving a Sunday fun day brunch and saw that, saw that they um, it was Rico Edwards' show, mm-hmm. I think it was the last day, and I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I want to see a show, the gallery's open on a Sunday, let me go by, walked in, I was like, okay, it, the gallery yeah. had just opened, and Kevin was there and was like, you know, feel free, is there anything you're looking for, walk around if you have any questions, yeah. the artist will be here, and I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever felt, and that was when I, because re- I've been to the space before, but I was like, oh, it's a black-owned gallery. And I felt welcomed just in that familiarity. And you welcomed me.
1: And what else? And There was music playing. There was music playing. I always had music playing. And it was a good playlist. Here. I was right.
2: like, this is a, it's that, a vibe. Be, I know exactly. you hate what it's like. But it was one of those, I was like, this, Mark always teased me for using the lingo of my, my peers. But <laughs> it felt Damn, welcoming. Children. And it was one of those, like, wow. I like I like this experience, and I know, or I attributed part of me liking that was that I was like, it's a black-owned gallery. There's some cultural uh, connections there. Right. Where, but also you being who you are made me feel welcome in the space. Where I was like, oh, okay, let me see. And I continued to see the events that you were having, right. and kept coming back because I knew it was a place that I would be welcome. Right. Yeah. And see, I, I
1: never, I always wanted this place to feel more like a lounge. Mm-hmm. Mm. Than than the traditional gallery. So that's why I play music. Yeah. I I I don't think that I've ever been in a gallery where music is playing. No. Yeah. I've been okay. to
0: a couple but they it was well actually that's
1: only during events.
0: Yeah. 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 I
1: mean no, New
0: York chicago la well
1: you see when i when y'all <laughs> before we got all this stuff set up you were like if you kill the music because i had music on yeah here, so yeah, yeah i that's mean that's how we do it
0: that's a, it's a very interesting thing because i didn't think about that actually like i i've been in a lot of damn galleries mm-hmm. beautiful galleries amazing galleries never hear music not even like some classical or like some kitty g you know what i'm saying
2: but i think it discounts the role that the auditory experience plays in it like i enjoyed while i was looking at music there was i mean looking at art there was good music playing
1: well and i tell you what two weekends ago i had some people that came through and they looked around and they actually stayed here longer because they were enjoying the music yeah Whereas if it's quiet in here, they might come, look around, and leave. But they actually kind of hung around for a while. Unfortunately, they didn't buy anything, but you know, <laughs> that's cool. They might come back. Right. They, they, they dug the vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, um, they enjoyed the move that I set. Yeah. So
0: I think that's important, like the energy in a space where you consume art right. is important and a lot of times the energy in places is real stuffy, mm. real boring. I love going to, you know, museums that actually are showing diverse work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a whole lot of places. Um but they're usually still very library-ish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Everybody's quiet and you know, kids are yeah. laughing and people are like, "Shh." And I shh. mean, for what? Yeah. For what? Yeah. I mean, of course, I'm not trying to throw a party in here every day. I don't want people to come in here and be rambunctious. But at the yeah. same time, why not have a little, a little bit musical of, pleasure? Yeah. Huh? So let me ask you this.
0: How do you choose the artist, um, especially now that you said you, you no longer have a gallery director? Yeah. Um, how do you choose the artist um, that you work with and the artist that you show? Because and we'll get to that because there's a difference between the two. Yeah. Um, and some people may not understand galleries work but we'll talk about that as well Mm -hmm. um but how do you
1: decide on who you show and things like that? well as far as artists i work with of course that's a personality thing Mm -hmm. you you know we we can either work on something together or it's just not a really good, good enough match yeah but as far as the work that 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 we show in here it just basically boils down to is this something that i coming in here every day We want to look at Hmm. you know um we we've had some pieces in here in the past that i i thought were kind of (laughs) hideous and the crazy (laughs) thing is they sold Mm -hmm. um but for the most part you know with me being the the lone decision maker it boils down to is this something that i like yeah you know whether it's something that i would buy or not is doesn't weigh as heavily but is this something that is aesthetically pleasing to me yeah. you know i i just not not to sound cocky but shit this is my space it, it has no, to be no, no, something no. that i i so that makes sense look that makes sense to me and i think it
0: makes sense to a lot of other people as well yeah however it is a departure from the way in which people choose to show work traditionally. Yeah. There's that word again, right? Tradition. Yeah, traditional. Right. Traditionally it's about what's gonna sell. It's about um what's the certain cachet of this particular artist, um, things like that. It the type of work for the different seasons, all that different stuff. And,
1: and that is also mm-hmm. taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. But but in simplest terms, you know yeah what i said about the aesthetics is it it is it, really um a major factor so yeah I, th- I think you know of course that has to be some sort of consideration
0: right even mm-hmm. in a traditional model mm-hmm. but at the same time it's just one of
1: those things that's not voiced yeah right like yeah it, it, i don't like your shit i ain't showing it <laughs> but then it could be really significant yeah. no that's not me <laughs> that's, that's not what I do
0: because that, I mean that's really you know it's it's a business, and that's how yeah. you know people are very it's a business it's a right, business, right. it's a business, yes, art is a passion, but it's also a business yeah. right, and you gotta understand that um so it's just very interesting to hear you voice that, mm-hmm. you know, even if it is you know kind of simplifying the process and mm-hmm. things like that um but it's very very interesting um what do you want to say?
2: What does success look like to you as a gallery owner?
1: Um, well, you, you were here Friday yeah. for the private dinner. Um, something like that. Were you able to um, have all of these collectors and influencers in here and and they enjoy the space and, um, of course, enjoy the work and the artists that and um, the conversations with Lynn Whitfield that we had here last month, just the the, the response that we got. Tell us more about the
2: convos with series. How did how did that come to fruition? Um, was Lynn Whit- Whitfield the first guest?
1: She was. Oh. Um
2: So how did that come
3: about?
1: Well, we we've been friends with Lynn for a few years now. For Flex. <laughs> That's the second hey, flex, by the way. I'm listen, keeping count because the New,
0: the New Orleans house was a flex, too. Yeah. But it's cool. Keep him up. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, I'm, just trying, trying to, I'm just
3: trying to be. He trying to give y'all aspirations. As <laughs> That's what it is.
1: Hashtag goals. He right, right. said, so, yeah, we were friends with Lady May. <laughs> when, when, we, knew, we knew her before she was Lady May. I
3: love Lady May. Yeah.
1: And, and the thing is, she was one of the biggest encouragers as far as getting into this venture. Hmm. yeah, She gave so many reasons why. And I really don't remember her giving any reasons why not to do yeah. this. Um, and to the point where she said, if you decide to do this, I want to help you. Okay, so... Initially, we thought, well, we'd have her come in town and do a screening of Greenleaf. But then that really didn't...
3: mm,
1: Once you really started to try to put that together, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Well, because for one thing, you know, she was always having to do promotions in Atlanta during the season. So it it didn't work out from that standpoint. But um, what happened was we just kind of... um, And with her involvement, we just kind of came up with the idea of just, you know, people are going to come here to see her. Why not just sit and have a conversation? Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it would be, of course, a conversation about her, her life, her career and the work that was on display at the time. Yeah. We were fortunate enough to get. Yolanda Adams to be the mediator of of conversations with Lynn Whitfield, so um, it it really it, it turned out to be a really nice event. Um, the way that that whole thing went down and 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 the way it turned out, and fast forward to the private dinner from a few days ago, that that to me is is what success looks like. I mean, you're gonna sell pieces, you're gonna sell artwork, and that's mm. great, but something beyond that. Mm. Yeah. Um, we have a community outreach program called Art for Good. Um, we've shown work by kids from the Zena Garrison Academy in here, photography work, where they were able to sell some pieces and and um you know boost their confidence about you know potentially doing something in art um we've had um willow ridge high school's um art club they did a field trip here in january and you know they they really really enjoy coming in here and being able to um you know, be a feel like they were a part of this gallery. Mm. So, you know, stuff like that also <laughs> is what success looks like to me. You know, how, how it makes, how what we're doing here makes other people feel.
2: Has anyone, I know when I visited with my friend, I think she used to teach at Willow Ridge is why she mentioned it, yeah. that the importance of seeing a space like this mm. being owned and operated by a black man, mm. how that might be also impactful to the students that you have here. Has anyone else pointed that out?
1: Yeah, and and the funny thing is, people have pointed that out to me, <laughs> and I had never really given it consideration like that mm-hmm. until people were pointed out. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Because I mean, even at my big age, I walked and I was like, oh, it's black old <laughs> right, right. It's black old Oh, that's what's up because it's all the museums and galleries that we have in Houston. There aren't that many owned by black people. Mm-hmm. We can probably
1: there still aren't. We are an exclusive <laughs> exclusive club. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's uh that's something that sits with me. And it's not it was important to me and that's why I wanted us to have this conversation with you. because it's, it's like I wanna preserve that that there's a another black person in Houston yeah. who owns the art gallery yeah. and they're doing good thing and they're showing good art and they're I didn't know about the art for good part. Yeah. But they're doing yeah. the work in the community and centering that voice and i think it's important i
0: think so. one other thing to mention is that and not that this is a pro or a con it's also a thing that kind of that makes it interesting for me and maybe some people may not understand why but i think it's interesting also that you are just showing good work yeah not just black work mm-hmm. yeah but just good work right right like <laughs> um because that's one of those things that i always think about like I absolutely want to give space to our people, but there are also other people out there that need that space too.
1: You know um, what I'm saying? The the first, two of the first three exhibits that we had in here were white artists. Hmm. Now, both of them happened to be, um, I guess for lack of a better word, protégé of David McGee. Okay. So, you know, I I came to know them through him. Yeah. Mm But yeah, I, I never wanted to put myself in that kind of a box mm-hmm. of only showing black artists. Yeah, there's a place for it, but you know, I think here we we want to be more inclusive than that. Yeah. So
0: I mean, I will I will also back up and let me say this because I really feel strongly about this. Yeah. I don't think there is anything wrong with showing all black artists. Nothing at all. Yeah, nothing. Nothing because at all. Because there are a lot of galleries that only show white artists. Right, right. Yeah. That and are and are so unapologetic I, about I, that I shit. totally agree with that. <laughs> I had that,
2: I had that conversation um with someone about like, well, it's not just a black art gallery. And I, I challenged them on, well, what does that just imply? If I hear just and it's not quote problematic. If I hear it, it's just black art gal- it's just a black art gallery, mm-hmm. my expectation and what should be being implied is that they only show black artists mm-hmm. and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that right. yeah but if you say it's a, a black owned art gallery i don't have the expectation that you only show black art right right, right. but i'm like okay it's a your your blackness. black p- the black part is the ownership yeah the ownership yeah. and there's in, that's important and should be revered as such yeah. in its role mm-hmm. and so yeah, I depressed that person. I was like, "What do you mean? Is just yeah. is is it just a black art?" What like someone asked that about this. Please. No, no, no. We were having a conversation. I was like, "It's a black-owned." Okay. And they yeah. brought up. I think they mentioned a different gallery. I was like, right. "Oh, is it like just a black or a black art gallery? Just mm. a black art gallery?"
1: That and, word yeah. "just" it could be funny because um, <gasps> "just" yeah. could be reductive. And that's yeah, what I, I was like. What do you mean? Are you, you mean? It down? Do you mean it in a reductive state? Yeah. State or do you mean it to say only?
2: Exactly, and that's yeah. why I ask is that if you're saying, well, they only do they only show black art? That's fine, you're just as, is it yeah. exclusively right, right. black art? But if you're like, is it just a black-owned gallery? I'm like, right. what, what implications are being yeah. made here? Let's right. talk about it. But that's that,
0: you know, we, we talked about this a bit before we started recording, and I guess it's a good time to bring it up as well. Um, but that, that reductive tone in speech mm. um, can also translate to written word. Mm. um and like i said i read um where it was mentioned like former personal trainer mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like hmm how do they mean that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and, and i think i think that that intent is important yeah. because like i said the the art world is elitist as fuck yeah <laughs> it's very exclusionary yeah. at times and well it's very exclusionary Um, Full stop. You know what I'm saying, but you know I I asked you kind of how you took that because when I read it I was like,
2: you can't just. What's really going on? You know what
0: I'm saying? Um, Because a person that wants to give artists space is a person that wants to give artists space, Mm -hmm. and that's beautiful. I don't give a fuck what you was doing before. Right? They could be like former stripper. Cool. I don't
1: care. (laughs) Well, it's also an art form. And and thing is if. If whoever wrote that knew that I was black, and and if they were minimizing mm-hmm. me having been a personal trainer, then I mean, you know, you kind of expect it. That mm-hmm. doesn't make it right. Yeah. But considering who we're talking about, yeah, you you you, you know, I'm I'm 47. So I mean you, you you get to a point where you just certain people you expect a certain type of behavior. Yeah. But it's unfortunate practice it as well.
2: It's that reading it because you know that exists where mm-hmm. he felt where it's yeah. like we're going to protect you. Hold yeah. on. What and, you mean? And
1: and <laughs> and I might not say it to the person who wrote that. But you know, if 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 they were um <laughs> simplifying or, or, or whatever, there there's some truth to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I used to be a personal trainer. I'm not from the art world. I'm not, I'm not a student. I'm not, you know, well read or well versed with this. Yeah. But, you know. But you like, appreciate
2: um, art and you're creating a space for right, it. Right.
1: I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: interest and effort is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In whatever you do. Yeah. Right. So it's not like, you're not learning as you go. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And everybody has experience on the job training. Right. And everybody's been nervous that first day. And what you learn as you keep going is this shit gets easier. Yeah. Actually. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm not tripping. I I not that I don't care about what you were doing previously. Right. But I don't care about what you was doing previously. Right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, uh, it's all about this what is I'm what doing you're doing now. now yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome.
2: So speaking of on-the-job training, what's been one of the biggest lessons you've learned as a gallery owner in the 18 months this gallery's been open? Good and bad. What's the one good lesson learned? <laughs> and one you're like, man, I'm glad that's over, done with, won't be doing that shit again.
0: Um, I wish I could see his face because he made that smile like, oh, he, shit, he, let me tell
1: you.
2: <laughs> he doing some self-auditing because he's like, in, they're recording.
1: In, in the interest You don't have to. In the interest of not sounding dirty, okay. The biggest lesson that I've learned is you need to do shit yourself, okay. Instead of leaving it in the hands of other people, good help is hard to find. Good good help, good help is hard to find. Yeah,
0: that's very true. Yeah, I mean that. uh, Yeah, because the thing is, like. Yes, it's art, but it is other people's property that's being handled. Mm. Um, These are your walls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, this is your space. Like, everything in here represents you. So I can imagine some of the things that you've dealt with. I've gone to galleries with scuff marks on the walls and things like that on the opening night of a show. Like, at any point, unless it's part of the work, Mm -hmm. you probably got to tighten that up. You know what I'm saying? And that's not... It, it, it just, all those things detract from the work, and you don't yeah. want anything to detract from the work. So, yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? You don't want mm-hmm.
1: nobody coming to here and You got pieces hung crooked. And, well, you know. and what you're describing is minor, actually, compared to what I had in mind. But, but sure. yeah, they, they fall along the same lines of what you said. Good help is hard to find. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it is what it is.
0: What's been the most enjoyable part of it,
1: of this journey? Um well the two the two examples that I gave earlier, the <clears throat> the conversations, conversations with, with. Lynn Whitfield and the private dinner that we had last week for Lamont French. Um outside of that, honestly the most enjoyable part is um well has been having my mother come in here. And see me doing something different, mm-hmm. not that there was anything wrong with personal training, but you know, yeah, having her come in here and see me do something different, classmates that I've known first second grade, you yeah. know, come in here and see me doing something different and 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 other relatives, you know, yeah, having them be able to come in here and experience what I'm doing now, that yeah, you know because you know we like to act like we don't care what people think but i mean especially when it comes to your people yeah you you you, you want to you know you want to make your you want to make your people proud and and i feel like that i've done that and and that feels good to me yeah so.
0: sometimes it's not about what those other people think it's how you feel about the way that you're perceived. Right. Yeah. Which is a slightly different, right? Yeah. It's it's nuanced. Because for me, I used to be a teacher, right? Having my mom come to the school mm. or things like that, or my son come to the school, like that's that's cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But having my family come and see me moderate a discussion. Right. Having them see me showing artwork and yeah. seeing the work up on the wall and shit like that, like, that's a different feeling because they're seeing me do what I what you really do. want to do. Yeah. You're right. So getting
2: I, to your best self. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or what you feel like is your best yeah. self. Cause you may have been amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before, but now you feel it because it's what you desired. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I definitely feel that. Well I understand a, a, that. And for like
1: sure. for me, I don't know that I would say them seeing me being my best self, but them seeing me taking a chance on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was a personal trainer for nineteen years. Oh wow! So this is a big, big difference. Yeah, for me, you know, people it's a second came career. to know me as a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? and that's okay. But you know, as far as them being able to see me step out, yeah, of what I was accustomed to. Yeah. So you let me know. ask you this: What
0: was your transition? What was your transition like? Like, how did that? How did that come about? Because the thing is, like. The personal training and fitness world is a world away. It is, it is <laughs> from gallery ownership.
1: So it is. what was that? I could
2: imagine there's some overlap, maybe in clientele. Uh,
1: there wasn't. No. I I started um. Basically, what do you say, weaning, weaning my clients. You know, to where in the final days I only had like two people I was training. Oh wow because I was transitioning out of that into this other thing. So yeah. it, it wasn't necessarily sudden, but it wasn't a long drawn out process yeah. either. It, it was fairly easy. So what was the first step Finding towards Finding the space. This? Finding the space? Yeah. Once you made up your mind, you was like, all right, cool, I'm doing it. Yeah, and actually that happened faster than I had planned on it happening. Um, yeah, because these spaces don't come up very right, often. Right, <laughs> right. Was this
2: a gallery space before?
1: No. Okay. Um, I don't know what it was, but it was. Yeah, it, it, it looked way different than mm. it does now. But um, what was the? Question? But yeah, that what was the that transition? The, the transition. What was that like? That first step, like yeah, finding the space was the first step, and then um where I thought that I would take six months to a year to devise basically a plan of attack mm-hmm. that got, that got expedited. Yeah. So you kind of, you, you jumped in mm-hmm. and it was sink or swim. So we had to do some swimming, <laughs> some frantic swimming. Yeah. You know, and, and, and with that, you know, where I said good help is hard to find. Yeah. And and doing it so fast, that's that's how you end up making hires that maybe you shouldn't have made. Yeah. So Yeah. So what would you
0: say what was the moment where you were like, Oh shit, like I really did this? Like after you found your space, after you got in, you you know,
1: finished your build out and all that, like the grand opening. It was September twentieth. 2018 and this place was full of people it's like wow people really came yeah this is really happening because we got the space in June of 2018 and we had artwork on the wall but it was more done to create a buzz Mm -hmm. you know to have this grand opening and then you know once the grand opening happened and you saw the turnout and and the way it was received, that's that's when it felt real to me. Yeah. You know.
0: So um, I guess what was the what was the catalyst for wanting to become a gallerist? Like what was it that hit you that was like, you know what?
1: This is my next move. I mean, really, like like I said earlier, honestly, it, it it was it was born out of something simple. I don't want to do this anymore. I wanna do something else, but I don't want to have a boss. Um,
0: What were some of those other options? What do you mean? Like, did you go through kind of a list of other things that you could have done? No, no,
1: because the thing is, when I I was deciding to leave one thing and come into this, I mean, I always knew that, you know, if my feelings changed about it, I could always go back into training and build my clientele back up. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like I... Quit a job and burn bridges or anything yeah. thing like that. So you just kind of transition. I mean, I, I guess you could say I had a safety net. Yeah. I mean, I knew I had something I could fall back into if if I didn't feel like this was gonna work. Yeah. And I mean, I still feel that way. I don't. I don't <laughs> see. I don't see this not working now. But I know yeah. if if I really needed to, I could go back into that yeah. field. So. Okay. So, are you currently
0: working with? Uh, independent curators. I know that you said you know kind of the way that you decide what work is going in is based on uh, aesthetics. But are you consistently working with independent curators, or you I
1: have, but I'm not right now. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So it's just it's still just all you. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. And that's and tough. that's
1: that's not, that's not to say that I won't yeah. moving forward. I yeah. mean I, I mean I expect to. Yeah. But you know where we are right now. Yeah. It's just me. That's, that's tough. Yeah. That's a lot. It's it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. But you know, the best thing I try to do is 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 and I mean I have I have a team. I don't have yeah. employees, but I have a team. I have people some, that you can rely on. I have someone who handles social media yeah. and babysits the website. I have someone who's in charge of media and promotions. Mm-hmm. Those those are both independent contractors. Okay. They're not on You know, they're not employees of Winston Contemporary Art like I had before. Okay.
0: So So we mentioned it uh, a bit ago, um, but I kind of want you to explain what exactly Art for Good is.
1: It's it's our community outreach program. And um, actually, in this little niche, that's the mission statement of it. You would think I would have it more visibly displayed, but yeah, that's just kind of where it fit. But yeah, that's 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 just our way of of giving back. Um and, and it is um youth driven. Mm-hmm. You know, like I say, we've we've done projects with the Zena Garrison Tennis Academy, um, Willow Ridge High School's art mm-hmm. art club and you know, looking looking for other um Groups like Willow Ridge to try to get involved with, yeah. So, but um. So you say it's it's youth based, so youth it, driven. It's it's youth, it's youth, youth driven. driven I wouldn't say that it's exclusively. Yeah, but that's kind but of. But that's where what we've been right, so far, right. Okay, and so, and that's what I've enjoyed, you know, because you're still dealing with innocence. Yeah, you're not dealing with um jaded any jaded individuals yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah which is difficult people who have their minds it made is. up and of the thing they are is what you don't doing. want to write off yeah people who aren't children but at the same time you kind of know what you're getting when you're dealing with children. yeah kind of kind of
0: so what type of programming have you done so far with um art for good like when Willeridge came, was it just kind of them looking at work, or
1: yeah, that that's basically it. I mean, it was a glorified field trip. Okay. Um. The the artist that was on display, <clears throat> actually, she was not able to make it uh-huh. to that day because she was supposed to kind of walk them through. Okay. Her exhibit, and that's when I first met Lamont French. Okay. Because he came. And kind of stood in for her. Okay. Kind of taking the students through the process. Okay. Um. And of course, you can see that that, yeah. that fostered into where we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. We did. Um. We had youth from the Zena Garrison Academy who did a trip to Florida. Yeah. For a tennis tournament. Well. Throughout the course of that trip, their assignment was to photograph you know scenery or or, or just whatever moved them okay and when they returned, we would pick the images. different images to display in here okay, and let them have a chance to sell their work okay, and that was a big hit with them because you know yeah that's they, always they, really, they cool. really felt like they were doing something, which they were yeah, yeah. you know it, it, it was a big deal to them so that kind of stuff.
0: Okay. So do you have any specific programming
1: planned uh with Art for Good um coming up? Not immediately. Not immediately. It um the next time we do something with Art for Good is likely to be in the spring. Okay. Um because we you know, we're getting our programming together for yeah. um 2020.
3: Yeah. Right. Okay. The first
1: few months of 2020 especially. So Okay. So how
0: so is is art for good? Uh, I guess is it a separate entity within um, Winston or
2: is it not just is it your corporate social responsibility arm or is it a a separate five hundred one c three? Okay, it's corporate social responsibility, <laughs> okay. which yeah. is I think is important. So a lot of people, yeah. it's like you don't have to have the nonprofit entity to still do yeah. Right. There's a, it's a term for it. It's corporate social responsibility. Right. Right. And so that's your, as a, you exist as an art space. Yeah. This is how you do your community good through your program. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be a nonprofit.
0: Absolutely. And the reason that I'm asking is for the next question, Mm -hmm. which is how can people be involved with that if they want to help with that or be a part of it? Contact
1: me. They can email me at uh, Kevin at WCA Okay. Yeah, cause I mean, just just contact me directly. That's, I mean, you said that it's might a one not be show, right? yeah, and and that might not be the way, that might not be the way that um, <clears throat> a lot of other places do business. But for me, that's just the easiest way. Just come talk to me. Yeah, yeah I got
0: you. Okay, so y'all hear that? Talk to Kevin, yeah. cause that's that's it. Yeah. That's where it starts. Where it's where it stops. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean that that you know, and that's th- that goes for artists who want to just you know display their work in here. Yeah, as well. Um, people who want to have events in here. Mm-hmm. You know, we do rent the space out for for events, and and yeah, it's the same thing. Just contact me, and we can chop it up and see what's what. I mean don't get easier than that people. Right. <laughs> so,
2: what's your vision for the gallery for 2020 and beyond?
1: Um just to keep to build on the momentum that we've created in the last uh month. You know, I I, I as as much as I hate that it took so long, you know, we we really got some influential people in here in the last month and just kind of build on that momentum you know as as far as um the work we display and you know events that we have okay just to ride that way
2: (laughs) do you currently represent any artists yeah i think io scott is one right
1: yeah and um lamai french
2: Oh, you did! They yeah. announced that Friday. I mean,
1: like, we 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 have we have a few on our that, roster, yeah. yeah, and that that's also a couple more than ten, to, I
3: think.
0: Huh? Like, I think on your site it's like right. uh, twelve, right. eleven or twelve, something like right. that. Okay. But
1: yeah. the, the, the the goal is to expand expand that roster. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. what do you, I guess that's the part we don't we don't really explore with our artists because I think you might be the second gallerist we've had on here, yeah. um, or with our guests, excuse me. What do you look for as a gallerist when you're Selecting and curating your representation list,
1: well, the work, of course, yeah. um, how how I mesh with that person, you know the work might be good, but we might we might be like oil and water. It's a relationship, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a relationship that yeah. has to be cultivated for yeah.
3: sure
2: and for those of us who are uninitiated what does the gallerist-artist relationship entail?
1: What do you mean?
2: So what, as if I'm an artist and I'm like, I wanna be, gallery representation is my goal, Right. what is it that I should be expecting to get Ah, right,
1: right, right, right. Okay, not only displaying your work in here, but us um, basically spreading your name, spreading your work. Um,
2: is it like a record label for musicians? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And 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 I mean, we, not to reduce it down, but right, the right. parallel.
1: And we're looking at um, getting some artists uh, shown in some other cities. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it,
0: basically, the gallery is your salesperson, right? Yeah. Like that's what you pay them for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're also like a record label; they confront you. Right? right? For materials exactly. and things we, like that. We just, we just found uh, someone yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Which can be good and can be terrible. No, it's uh, good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, sales, it's marketing, it's it, from the gallery side. Galleries are supposed to be building those relationships, not only with clientele, but with other galleries right. as Kevin stated. Right. So they may not have another location in, Chicago, but they should be reaching out to people that they know in Chicago and b- developing those relationships, so that when they do have a new artist that needs to be shown outside of Houston, it's like, hey, let me call so and so at this gallery on exactly. the west side or whatever, exactly. or, or West Loop, wherever, <clears throat> and we'll work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, it's really to help foster the work, yeah. Like take all that pressure off, business management, <laughs> all that. I was gonna say, you know, yeah.
2: But, but, so I guess. Thinking of it or hearing it framed that way makes me question when I hear artists say, oh, I don't need a gallery or, or "or I don't want gallery representation. Is it that they haven't found a gallery that they think will be in their best interest or is it that they
0: it's a, it's, aren't? It's a loaded question. I, no, I, and, and, yeah. and, and I'm not asking that for a definitive <laughs>
2: answer in any way. I guess as part of the conversation. Yeah. It's because I've heard it and I'm like, oh, okay. And in my head, you know a gallery taking a, a portion a commission like that's not an unusual <clears throat> excuse me that's not an unusual dynamic in business like if i'm helping your business grow or i'm helping your whatever move mm-hmm. or i'm facilitating i get a cut of it that's not a dynamic that's not yeah that's not uncommon and doesn't seem as scrupulous as so sometimes people frame it
0: true but let's do this kevin you answer from the gallery side, and I'll answer from the artist side. And I, I'm gonna, because it's too, it's too... I'm, compl- gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna
2: flesh out my question as the, the the art appreciator in this, is that wouldn't, or I guess I'll let you two answer from your perspectives, and then I'll give my... Yeah. Well, doesn't that just mean this? Because hearing you explain that, and knowing Mark's input mm. from previous conversations, yeah. it just seems like maybe sometimes people are selling themselves short in, mm. in determining what it is that they want from the relationship on both sides because I go back to what Delita said in her interview where she or it actually wasn't recorded it was the conversation after where she has specifics like if're if you're going to represent me, yeah these are my my requirements and there are reasons
1: that for that yeah. there are reasons for that so, so, uh, you, so okay. you want to so, answer for? Her? Well I, I think when you say an artist who says I don't want gallery representation, I would hope that they feel that way because they just haven't found the right gallery. Okay. Um, it's been my understanding that an artist is taken more seriously if they are affiliated in some way mm. with a gallery. Um, we'll see how true that is. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, as a gallerist, I, I, I would like to try to get people on board, but at the same time, if if you have people who don't want to be affiliated, well, you know. Okay. The, it, the, it, then it becomes a question of what's their motivation. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you don't want the affiliation, then it might not be as business-driven. The motivation might not be as, as, as money-driven.
2: Okay, and Mark as the artiste so what's what would be the what would feel those those feelings and thoughts from artists so say?
0: sometimes it is simply I haven't found the right partnership okay right um actually, most of the time it's that, but that comes with a whole other set of things, right, because mm-hmm. galleries are still a business in and of themselves, right? mm-hmm. so when you Partner with a gallery, you are giving up certain controls. Okay. Right? <clears throat> so that gallery is selling your work. They are bringing in the clientele. Um, if you're doing a solo show, they're providing you with resources and things of that nature. Therefore, on average, you're looking at between 50 and 70% going to the gallery. On average. Okay. That's a hell of a
3: chunk. We're not
2: average. Yeah. No, and so I I figured deep, that was going to be the point because I've heard people like, oh, and in my, again, non-artist, non-gallerist, yeah. just art appreciator who has a business background, it would be, I guess my question would be, what is the value of that? So if I'm only selling my work for a 100 bucks I know it's co- costing me, or I value my work at more than that, mm-hmm. giving someone 70% of that to... Let me hang it up in their their space. That doesn't seem like value. But if there's a... you don't
0: have gallery representation, if you still selling at hundred dollars. No, no, no. I know, I know that. <laughs> that I, was ar- I was using an arbitrary. Yeah, no, no, I was using an arbitrary number for I'm illustrative just being purposes. Silly. But I Absolutely. guess yeah.
2: in that is seventy still seems like a lot. But yeah. I, I get that. That's the standard, yeah. and it would go back into drawing the parallels. Well, that's the, that's the high side. Yeah. That's the high side. But and see, I guess I'm it sorry, would be putting the value on what am I getting out of this. And what is my goal for? It? Like, if I can take care of myself, my goal is I want to be able to create full time yeah. and have work and sell work. I'm willing to give up this much of it for something that supports my goal to do that and furthers that goal. Yes. And putting that value on it.
0: That makes sense. However, the issue is, like you said before, people don't outline what those rules mm-hmm. of that relationship is. And not just right? the rules, but the so value galleries, of it. Galleries tend to discount work. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just generally speaking, of course, right? Yeah. Galleries tend to discount artist work.
2: Okay. But take mm-hmm. it out the artist cut, not their cut. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? those are So those are things that I think or, people should talk about. Or
3: just
0: lower the price. So if I have a piece of work up for $4,500 mm-hmm. and I'm like, nah, that's the price. And then they're like, we sold it for thirty five. Yeah. You're still only getting your 30, 40, 50 percent out of that sale. Okay. Right. So that just cuts your money significantly. Yeah. You know, so there's those kind of issues. There's also, um, well, you're not you don't have that big of a bubble going on right now. Mm -hmm. So we're pushing these other artists, not you. Like we're not pushing our artists equally. Mm -hmm. So then there's that, right? Because that lessens your opportunity to sell work as well. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, you also have to think about the fact that like some people just are shit with business. Yes. So they need that. Other people, on Mm -hmm. the other hand, they have a team to handle that. Yeah. So you may not be affiliated with a gallery, but you have a business manager. Yeah. You have all these things. So, right you have a marketing person so people may contact your email directly yeah. but that email ain't your email address that email is the so, that, email address. so
2: that i get so i guess in simple terms for my simple brain it's the gallery usually houses those resources but an artist who has those resources and manages those resources mm-hmm. well might not yeah aspire to gallery representation that i get so i guess because again contract background i'm like if if those are your concerns, those are easily addressed by saying, hey, if you discount the work from what we agreed on, you're taking it out of your cut, not mine.
0: Yeah, but at the same time...
2: But I guess that would require an artist knowing that. And also, I guess, a gallery being ethical enough to to do that. But so it's a business. It's a business. <laughs> and that's, again, I'm learning the art world because I, I come yeah. from a, a corporate business thing and I do contracts all day. And I, I think of those things like, okay, if this happens, how do I mitigate my risk from yeah. the impact it's gonna because there's also
0: the issue of bringing if i bring someone who is interested in my work
3: mm-hmm.
0: to this gallery
3: mm-hmm.
0: they walk in they see my work on the wall i brought that i brought that person here to buy that shit now i still gotta split that 50 because it's on your wall like there's that too Right? So it's like...
2: And so, I mean, without getting into the all the different variables of things that could happen in selling art, I think the biggest takeaway for me learning about the dynamic is that people need to be more diligent about the, their relationships, but it's business. Define what you want that business to be. It's a simp- not as simple as that because it can get into the I was
0: about to say, because it's a relationship. So you got to think about it. If these dudes keep cheating on you, I mean, what you got to do is...
2: Leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. But I... I <laughs> I say that, but what you what you learn when you leave that relationship is these are my non-negotiables. What you and my, hope this person or learns. Yes, okay. <laughs> what you hope you learn when you leave a relationship that's not serving you yeah. is that when you go into your next relationship, you say, hey, this is my non-negotiable. These are the things I'm willing to flex, be flexible on based on the dynamic between me and that entity or person or whatever. So we're talking relationships here.
0: Everybody is but, willing to show you and tell you what you want to know
2: mm-hmm.
0: until the draws come down. But this yeah. is, same thing. You know the reason <laughs> like, this is
2: important to me and just the conversation but is it, that it's murky. Yeah,
0: it, it's just murky. You know what I'm and saying? So like, you got to
2: define it for what works for you and what works for the parties involved. The reason I ask that is I recently I was I bought art from an artist who, for all purposes, decent following, well known. Um, can we put this nigga? I don't know if Kevin wants mm. his episode to be the one where I put him on blast, so I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna say that, but I will. Took this nigga nine months to sit on. So let me. T- I'll, I'll, tell so <laughs> I can, I, I'll tell the story so I can. Mean, I'll tell the story so that you
1: see. I'm quiet. I'm. I'm waiting I, for you to say it.
2: I'll tell the so I. This is an artist I have been following for a while. They've got a pretty big following. They're um based in Atlanta. When I go to Atlanta, they're well known. Like it's a. It's an artist of note, depending how relative you want to put that. Um. This artist manages their social media for the most part. I was in the, I'm buying art 2020 or 2019 goals. He auctions some of his limited edition prints off. We're already into the podcast at this point. So I'm learning like, okay, be more disciplined. This should be valuable. Getting it at an auction Mm. should be a great deal. I bid on it, find out that I win. He's running it through Instagram. I've never bid on anything on Instagram, but I was like, hey, one thing I've learned is artists do what the fuck they want. And so I was like, "This is unconventional, but okay, whatever." Buy the works and the money. Um, couple weeks go by, didn't get anything. Followed up with the artist. It was like, "Hey, what's the update?" Um, oh wait, back up. When I bought it, he's like, "Oh yeah, you got this one." I knew which number I got, so I was like, "Okay, I've got number six out of ten. Cool." I accidentally printed off some extras so I'm going to give some of those away. And I jokingly I was like, so I guess it's not as limited edition, mm-hmm. right? Which I because we had talked about this before that it's it's unethical for an artist to say something is limited edition of this and then go print more. But I chalked it I made a joke about it. Chalked it up to like, okay, whatever. I'm still really excited about the artwork. It's Get It's me fucked up. Yeah, but it's it's one of those, like <laughs> I said, I let it slide because it, it didn't matter to me that much. It being a one of 10 or a one of 15, right. cool. I still really appreciated the art because I'm still in the, I ain't got no, that much money. I'm buying work that I like. Um, couple He was like, oh yeah, I printed off a couple extra. Made the joke and was like, but it's cool. A couple weeks go by, I follow up, um, no response. Like, checking on my, where's my work? Because a couple of weeks go by, I'm DMing, like, hey, is there an update? Looking for an email? Send an email. Bounce back. Um, two months go by. Still no artwork. I'm kind of getting irritated. Because while I did not spend a lot of money on the artwork, my thing is, I bought something from you. It could have been a $10 t-shirt. Either run me my refund or run me my product. Mm-hmm. Like, principles. He follows up, hey, my bad, um... Having some issues with the printer, but I'm gonna send something extra.
0: But wait, didn't he already print them all? That, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like,
2: head scratch. I was like, okay. He's like, it'll be, uh, I'm sending something extra. It'll be out in a week or so. Mm. Cool. Another month goes by. It's not cool. Nothing. I le- it's one of those, I let it go. So I tell people, I, I buy, I've bought from artists who've shown for the first time. I've bought from artists who are more established. Mm-hmm. I understand sometimes when you're doing it by yourself, it gets, right, it gets right. difficult. So I was trying to be reasonable, like, okay, I think that nigga li- excuse me. No. I, I no, think you no, lying, no. but I'm gonna let it go because I'm let gonna go. Let it off your artwork.
1: chest. Let it off your chest.
2: <laughs> As you see, I'm, I
1: am wondering if you are gonna say his name. So You know what,
2: then, what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> Listen.
2: Anyway, wait. She could have had
1: it, a damn baby before this boy said. No,
2: like legit coulda had a baby. This is I I love supporting artists, support living artists, but I'm not That's not what this was, but obviously it wasn't enough for me to be like, well, legally you blah, blah, blah. So I was like, this is some bullshit. He's like, we're going to get you your artwork. Two more months go by. I'm following up with the manager at this point. I don't got my work. I'm getting real irritated. And you got the nerve to continue doing auctions. Like that to me, it was like, you shouldn't be selling more work if you haven't fulfilled. I get a DM like two weeks ago. Can you reconfirm your mailing address? Get my mailing address. I'm like, I hope they don't send nobody to my house, because at this point I do not think that I'm getting the work.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I get the work. It gets mailed. My mail lady didn't bend it. I open it. It is the worst quality print that I have ever, ever bought.
3: How
0: is your print blurry?
2: Blurry. I should have bought it. It's worst quality print. And when I say I, I like trash. I opened it and the quality of the ink, like in Would you say his name was? I don't believe I said his name, but it was one of those things. It it became, because this has been an ongoing, like I said, it's, it's legit been. I bought I it mean, in March. We, I got been on it a in year. November. Yeah, I bought it in March, got it in November. I am. I was disappointed because I was like an artist of that, all the other bullshit aside, an artist of that caliber, holds himself at that caliber, mm-hmm. whether it's merited or not, that shouldn't have been what you sent. And also, I ain't getting <laughs> nothing extra in my envelope, like you first said, to you know make up for this. And then it's a, qual- it's a bad quality print. Now I'm questioning not only your ethics and your integrity and all that, but are you as good of an artist as you think you are? And granted, I don't got deep pockets, but I'm a, I am I am a collector. I've got a nice collection, and I'm working to becoming a more serious collector. And people buy art based on, like, oh, this is what I have. Man. And I guess that's what Mark is like, put him on blast. But it made me go back to that young lady who reached out to me, because she's paid like four or five times as much on whatever she bid on, mm. than what I did, yeah. I got mine for like a starting bid price, like a little over. She probably four or five times the starting price. Mm. So I know it's like if she got if she took a L that big, for that long, I feel away. And I'm like, to be honest, I've spent more at brunch than I, than I did on this print, but it was more so the principal. And I was like, all, and I told the manager I did, and I was like, this is a bad reflection on you if this is the person. You're like, you know, I'm an art manager and all this. That's the person you put behind, and that's the business you're okay doing. I don't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. And so I will never, ever buy art. No from matter who? For, <laughs> I will never purchase art from Paper Frank.
0: Paper Frank, you wicked shit.
2: Because, and it's one of those things that things happen. But how you handle relationships, because in this art world, it's relationship-driven, says a lot. Mm. How you whether you didn't want it like it, it wasn't that much money it was money you could afford or you should have been like let me give it back and right. sell it so then after I get my 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 poor quality print because
3: mm-hmm.
2: I still follow him because it's like until he blocked me and I have this resolve I'm keeping connection guess what he auctioned off I guess the day after I got mine What's it some additional prints of the same thing that I got
1: so with all that said Kevin so that's why if I you actually, had an artist. <laughs> that behave that way how would you handle that i wouldn't want to represent someone like that because that reflects poorly on me yeah hello um we were saying about percentages and ethics earlier yeah yep it's never crossed my mind to have the lion's share of the percentage Mm. it's never crossed my mind to have the even share that's not fair. I I mean without the art there's no gallery. So I've always felt like the artist should yeah. get yeah the lion's share. Yeah. Um he wouldn't like me to say this but I'm an avid Prince fan. He doesn't like the word fan. He didn't like the word fan. Yeah and if you're familiar with prince in the 90s you know he was going through his battle with warner brothers for his masters over ownership of his masters Mm -hmm. and and when when you would listen to him do interviews and he would talk about percentages and what's fair and what's not fair i think as much as i hated that time for him hearing about that stuck with me yeah in this I mean I understand that there are things that we provide for the artist but at the end of the day once the work is sold the artist should take home yeah. a bigger chunk yeah if we discount the work that discount should come out of our percentage that's mm. me yeah I'm not speaking on what other <coughs> galleries should do but that from day one that was always yeah My feeling about that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm an artist, but I I will be a gallerist at some point. And I agree. I mean, what artists put into work, like, sure, it's paint, it's canvas, it's paper, whatever, right? right? Like, that's not what the work is, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not what the work is. Because
1: if that's what it was, anybody could do it.
0: Mm -hmm. But anybody doesn't do it. I know artists, including myself, that have cried during the process of creating work or cried at the thought of the work that they're going to create. Now, whether that work is as beautiful or translates into your audience feeling that as well, that's a whole nother story. But it's a lot of literal blood, sweat, and tears tears that goes into that work. So it's like, you know, when, when, I hear of this, you know, opportunistic way of running galleries and things like that where, you know, I've heard someone tell an artist like, yo, yeah, that needs some touch up. Just go down to Jerry's and get some paint, man. You will be all right. Oh, so what's the split on this? it still going to be 60? Yeah, maybe 65. I'll let you know. Like, yo, what you mean? So I'm going to buy my own paint for this piece and you taking 60%. If I'm taking 60% home, that's cool. I go by spring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? that's fine. But I'm seeing 40% of the fruit of my labor? Yeah, that's not right.
1: Yeah. So,
0: that don't feel good, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I mean and 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 that
1: for me, I might be naive. My my being new to this, I might be naive about it, but just going into it, I just never felt like Yeah. Uh, where do I get off taking the 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 lion's share. Yeah. That yeah. that just never made sense to me.
2: But I think that'll take you far.
1: Right.
2: That having that ethical center and knowing what drives it, I think that'll yeah. take you far as a mm-hmm. gallery. I
1: hope so. I mean, because
0: the thing is, like, some people that are listening are probably thinking, well, you have events in this space. You do this, you do that. Um, all galleries do.
3: Yeah.
0: We had our wedding. Me and my wife, oh, we got yeah. married in an art gallery, mm-hmm. on Gallery Row. We, we paid a nice little chunk. We brought in, you know, the people to design the space and all that, and right. they were still selling artwork yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> for some for some nice tickets too. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't got five hundred dollars pieces in there. Like, yeah. it's pretty significant, yeah. and so so it's not that right. There's a difference in business model,
3: right.
0: um, a difference in hell, the valuation of people. <laughs> and their their ability, not only their ability to create, but their livelihood. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? um And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you saying that um because a lot of people from the gallery side get really excited. Like, yo, I could do fifty percent on this. I could do sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Like this person don't know I can get them for seventy percent. Like
1: man. that just that's just, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, I know you you know people are like that. But then when you hear it, it's it's really exhausting. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, who who people are different, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that that and, and I don't mean to sound like I'm holier than thou or I'm oh, on a pedestal or nothing like that, but that's just the way I feel about it. That's not fair. You know, I, I, I that that wouldn't sit right with me. Yeah. If one of these pieces sold for ten thousand dollars and I'm going home with seven thousand. That's backwards. Yeah. It should be the other way around. Yeah. You know, regardless of what events, what promotion, what, you know, when you, when you own an art gallery, you understand that there's money that you're going to have to put out.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what everything, you know? And I think also if you, you know, if you're cultivating the relationships between you and the artists that you represent, you can say, hey, look, listen, this is the situation. And if something don't change, you might not have this space to show work anymore. You might not be able to have this representation. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there are some people that are like, okay, cool. Well, let's change the split for a second. Or let's do this as a contingent situation, a loan mm-hmm. situation, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But to just come out out the gate swinging haymakers at yeah. <laughs> yeah. people's bottom lines, like, that's yeah. crazy. Um
2: Conversations. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Mark has been pressuring me mm-hmm. to retell that pa- per
1: frank. Pa- yeah. Per frank. And
2: I and like I said, paper when I go frank to Frank and he
1: sent you some bad paper. At bad him. Bad paper. At yeah. him. And At it's, him.
2: It's one of those, I don't know. And it, it jaded my process, but I had to I had to do some self auditing that I won't let that process keep me from buying. Mm. Like I, I still buy through if an artist is like, hey, this is my Cash App. I've bought some of my best works where it's like, hey, Mm. this is that. Mm -hmm. But it will make me re-question why I want to buy an artist. Like Paper Frank, when I went to Atlanta, I might have been like, oh, okay. And I I did appreciate his work, but there should have been some red flags for me beforehand that I probably should have talked, like when I, the whole first changing the limited edition print while it was live, all of those things. And it's like those are things that I, going forward I'll be more aware of and tell more other people to be more aware of mm-hmm. but also probably should have made gone public like oh girl did cuz that's how I got the movement on mine choosing the comments <laughs> acting up
0: there's still time yeah there's but, I mean, still time and
2: I, I don't know what to do with that art that's the other part is like i have it it's still, i put it back in the miller because de- i don't want it in my collection right and so it's like i mean yeah i was like like it really was like i could shred it I mean, he—it it is an original a signature on it. I guess that's worth well something. But all I have to say.
0: We, our our personalities need to meet in the middle. Because I will say, I'm a little bit more aggressive. Somebody told me that they knew my photographer, my wedding photographer. And I was like, oh, word, fuck him. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just real dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? What happened? Yo, he took a year to send me my photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: See, I'm, I'm, I am I think.
0: trying to
1: be divorced, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I try to be more, and that's something I, I tried to be diplomatic in the situation. Like, let me. But mm. honestly, I was on some like, man, fuck that. Like, I wanted to be like, fuck that, fuck is him, that, fuck that his is art.
1: That is a testament to your patience. Yeah,
2: but and everyone's like, you were really patient about that. I was like, I did not think I was gonna get it, and I just took that. And I was like, I've spent that at brunch. You'll be okay. Like, <laughs> right. but I won't. But it, I won't be buying from this him again. And this was like, I've gotten more disciplined. My art could probably afford to buy where he's not discounting his art. And it was like, but no, it won't look your way. And I, if anyone asks me, I'm gonna be like, absolutely the fuck mm-hmm. not. So you never know. But
0: listen, as as we we gonna cut out all of Raquel's rant. Uh, Are you? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just messing. <laughs> with you. I'm just messing with you. But Kevin, we appreciate you inviting us into your space and yeah. and your time talking to us.
1: Um, well, uh, I appreciate it too. I have to be honest, I didn't want to do this. That's fair. But this is fun. We could do it again. <laughs> that's ba- I mean, I sitting around talking shit, basically. Basically, that's
3: That's,
2: that's all it we're is. We're talking about art,
1: right? Talk
3: that shit.
0: That's it. Like <laughs> you know, conversations. It, it it doesn't like. Sure, we have those moments on the show where we have these academic conversations. Like yeah. I said, I did go to school for art, and I, I come from a family of people that like to use SAT words for no damn reason. Right, especially <laughs> my big brother. Um, but you know, it's talking pretty for no reason, man. Listen, that dude. Words
2: can be beautiful as well.
0: Listen, my brother talks like the Oxford English Dictionary, right, right. personified, mixed with lengths and hues, all at the same time. There's a time and a place. Yeah. Uh, for him, it's every time, every time. <laughs> <Damn>. uh, <laughs> But he will in his sentence with. Yeah, man, I mean, but fuck that shit. Yeah. So, it's you know, a it's a balance. You know what I mean? It's like Lauren Hill, you know? <laughs> After my philosophies and all that, you know, I had a motherfucker so you ignorant niggas hear me. You know what yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> i But nah. Um, we definitely appreciate um, you taking the time to talk to us and and getting over that trepidation yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> for for doing so. Well, I mean, really, once once I s once y'all got in here, I was fine. Yeah, you know, the anticipation is always worse than the.
2: He was like, "What y'all gonna actual, ask me?" I
1: was yeah, like, "The, the fuck, fuck you uh, wanna just, know?" I was like we just gonna <laughs> talk about art. Yeah. The fuck you wanna know?
2: I
0: love that. That need to be on the t shirt. The fuck you wanna know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asking <laughs> me Thank questions you questions and much, shit. <laughs> well, listen. On behalf of
2: Raquel Simone
0: and Mark Francis, we thank y'all for listening. We thank Kevin for his time. Y'all come by Winston Contemporary Arts and check it out, please. No, nah, not please. Y'all get y'all ass in here.
2: You should do it.
1: Twenty-four, twenty-six Bartlett Street, Suite D, Houston, Texas.
0: And where can we find you
1: online?
2: WCA Houston dot
1: com and um, our Instagram Instagram. handle is uh, WCA Houston
0: and there it is so again we thank y'all for listening and peace
2: bye